And the world will be a bread on a plate. Hello! <laughs> every time, every time for Christmas. Right, yes, hello and welcome to Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. Yes, uh, my name is Matt. And my name is Darren. And this week we are looking at Scrooge, episode 72. 72, right? Yeah, 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 Scrooge. It's not one of the years he goes back to. Not well, far off, actually. Maybe we'll find out in the quiz. Oh, maybe we will. In the right. quiz. Maybe we will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good week. Actually, yeah, pretty good. And what I decided to do Ooh. whilst watching, you know, sort of Dickensian stuff, you know, I decided yeah. to watch uh, Spirited, which is a take on uh, yeah, Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol with Ryan Reynolds. Disney's a Christmas Carol. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> but it's, it's Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. And I must say, I had a great time with it. And they referenced this film. Oh, At one point, nice. they sort of say, oh, well, like Bill Murray. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, nice. it's, it's completely different to this film. But, right. yeah, I would say worth a watch. But it's not 80, so don't watch it. Well, no, you can watch it. I mean, okay. we, just, we just can't talk about it. Okay. Well, we do. But you are talking. I am talking about it. Huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, drink. <laughs> Where's, that? That, Where's drink, that knife? Yeah. Where's that knife? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Decade breach. Woo, 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 woo. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's been a yeah, relatively nice week. Yeah. yeah. Yourself? Yeah, pretty much the same. Very quiet. A couple of gigs. Back to work next week in the theatre, so looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And it's nearly Christmas! Yeah, we're, what, one week from Christmas? Well, when this goes out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not right now, we are... No. <laughs> Actually, a little bit of sad news, a bit of housekeeping before we crack on. Yesterday we lost a big, big 80s star. Uh, so I'd like to propose a little toast to Irene Cara. Oh, goodness. Uh, who passed away yesterday. Uh, some... Something crazy, like 63 years old, something like I that. I missed that. Did you? Yeah, this is the first I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, obviously, the singer of fame and uh, Flashdance. What a feeling, all that. So, uh, yeah. Oh, lost the well, to Irene Cara. Irene Cara. Cheers, Irene. Not a name you hear a lot nowadays, is it? No, but, you know, two massive, massive hits in the 80s. No, they were good songs as well. Yeah. Um, Not yeah. really my cup of tea, but, you know, if it comes on, I'll, I'll sing along. Yeah, but yeah, um, uh, very sad. Yeah, very sad indeed, well. to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, now that's a downer to the start of the show. Yeah, well, so, this has been Darren and Matt's 80s adventure. Till next <laughs> time. <laughs> Where's my tissues? You know where they are. Um, so then, Rude. yeah. Rude. Let's, 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 um, let's, let's go back to 1988. Let's go again. back to 1988 again. Yes. <laughs> Right, Darren, so here are some facts about 1988. Now, again, last week we were in 1988, mm-hmm. so I'm getting very thin on the ground, right? Okay. I know, you keep bending forward, I can see the top of your head. Yeah, very good. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's have a look at the cinema charts. Um, some of these films I'm not familiar with, some I am. Um, so I've done a week later, because you've done the, the premiere, haven't you? And I've done yes. the actual... I always the, do the first public performance. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did the release, because I wanted Scrooge to be in there. 
But in the UK, because we didn't get it in the UK until a little bit later again, um, that was a lot happening in the 80s. But, in the but not as late, actually, from, from what I noticed. I think American general release was the 23rd, mm -hmm. which is Doctor Who Day of November. And I think we got on the 25th. Is that right? Well, uh, I've actually done the 25th. Yeah. I've done yeah, the 25th yeah, yeah. this week. So, uh, number five in the UK, Stormy Monday. Don't know what that is. I, I what? This is a cinema chart. Mm -hmm. Sorry, a theatre chart. Um, no, I've never heard. I think I've never heard of that. No. Okay. Number four, big, um, which kind of relates <laughs> to last week's <laughs> film, doesn't Bloody it? Bloody good so, film, that. Yeah, I do enjoy big. So if you haven't heard that, you can always check out our back catalogue. It's episode number. <clears throat> number three was colours. That does ring a bell. Is that a police thing? I, I've never seen it, and it's spelled the American way. Colours. So, colours. It rings uh, my little uh, bell. Who was it? It's somebody big in it. Yeah, Sean Penn and Robert Duvall. Yeah, a police procedural action crime film. There we are, then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Number two. Uh, this is a classic we need to do. Uh, a Fish Called Wanda. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. See, all linking in together. I've never seen it. What? No, I've never, ever seen it. Get it on the list. And number one. This is really bizarre. I've never heard of this, right? It's called Tucker, The Man and His Dream. Surely that is not about the guy from Grange Hill. No, I was no, going to no. say. No. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, it, I mean, it's a big weight behind it. So directed by Francis Ford Coppola, uh, starring Jeff Bridges, um, you know, Christian Slater, Dean Stockwell. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big... Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing it's a biopic. Oh. Um, it's Preston Tucker and it attempts to produce and market the 1948 Tucker sedan. Yeah, and that was number one in this country. In this country, this week. Yeah, that week. Wow. And it might be one to put on the list as well. Yeah. I mean, if it was number one, yeah. Yeah. Very different in America, though. So at number five, we have Ernest Saves Christmas. Okay. Yeah. I remember no. watching a couple of those films and just, even at the time, not being that impressed with them. Mm. Uh, I've, I've never seen like that Pee -wee. Film. I was never really impressed with Pee Wee either. No. And I know the big films uh, stateside. But over here, they... they didn't land over here. No, so much, did yeah, they? Yeah. Okay. Number four, Cocoon: The Return. Number three, Oliver and Company. That's Remember? a cartoon. Isn't that it? is a cartoon. Yeah. Animated feature. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. as is number two, mm. The Land Before Time. Uh, okay. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. Yeah. And number one in the box office that week of the twenty fifth was Scrooged. Okay. I mean, it came in. You know, it's. it's Richard Donner, it's Bill yeah. Murray. Dick Donner. It's going to open big, isn't it? And also, we just watched the trailer. Looked really good. That was the... <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, right, some other facts about 1988. So, Hewlett-Packard. They introduced mm -hmm. the uh, the Inkjet. So... Okay. Yeah, that's when it first sort of... Uh, yeah. God, you remember those... Sorry, going off on my nails. Yeah, yeah, go the, for it. The printers slash copying machines you used to have in school. Uh -huh. Like a big drum thing that all came out purple. No, I absolutely okay. do not remember that whatsoever. Okay, forget that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, this pertains to pertains your drink. What are you drinking right now? Vodka and cock. Yeah, what kind of coke? Cherry Coca-Cola. Is it cherry? No, it's cherry. Yeah, it's cherry. It's not Coca-Cola, is it? Cherry Pepsi. So in 1988, Pepsi decided to tinker with their cherry cola slice formula. 
And uh, so it became so popular, they, they said, right, okay, they're going to rename it. So it was called Wild Cherry Pepsi. So there we go. Oh, I remember that. So, but yeah, 1988, that's when they messed about with their formula and could be what you're drinking right now. Nice. Also in... Uh, I'm 19- enjoying it, whatever it is. It, well, it's called vodka. vodka. Yeah, yeah. In 1988, did you, have you heard about the Yellowstone fires of 1988? Mm, maybe so it was the, the largest wildfire it, it was that year and it was it was engulfed loads of uh, Yellowstone National Park wow right and uh, so the fires it kept on burning for months and months and months and months yeah. and in the end a total of 793 880 uh, so yeah 793,000 acres so all 36% of the park they burned at varying levels of yeah. uh, it's just it's crazy it was only the arrival of cool and moist weather in the late autumn that brought the fires to an end that is oh, absolutely nuts isn't that's it that's awful imagine how many fucking more animals died and how many trees were what yep and how much shit was pumped into the atmosphere yep well there's a big thing at the moment in the, I don't know if you've seen the news this week there's a big thing to ban uh, portable barbecues or disposable barbecues. Right, okay, because of their effect on... Because of that sort of thing happening over here this year, especially in the summer when it's really hot and dry. But over, but over here, I mean, I suppose we don't get it as bad, do we? As in, like, if, I mean, if there's still, a wildfire, yeah. we've never had one rage on for months and months and months and months no, and months, have we? No, a lot, lots of damage has been done, again, especially this year, because mm. uh, we had such a hot summer this year, didn't we? such a dry spell. I know the summer turned incredibly hot, and we went to Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a bit cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, aircon in the room because we're yeah. not—we are not equipped in this country to deal with heat. Ooh, I like it warm, but uh, this is too warm. Every year, I mean, you, warm, bought, you bought an air conditioning unit, didn't you? I did. Uh, I didn't realize you had to fucking stick a pipe out the window for it. But <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, and my final fact of uh, 1988. Uh, Celine Dion wins Eurovision for Austria, Switzerland, Switzerland. <laughs> yes, that's it. And that, and that was in Dublin, wasn't it? And what was the song? Can you say it? Oh, um, I'm, I'm going I'm to butcher it's, this. It's, it's a French title, anyway. Ne, ne partez pas sans moi. That's it. That'll do. Yeah. He says we're not fucking culty mulching around here. <laughs> Catchy title, that one. Fuck Brexit. But, but apparently that was the song that really changed her career as well, because she was yeah. really well known in... She was only young then. Canada. Like well, a yeah. teenager, yeah. 1988, though. Yeah. That's right. We'll win again next year. Yeah, we'll be fucking win. We won last fucking year. Fucking win. Um, but there we are. So that is, uh, <laughs> that is some facts about 1988. Uh, how about we delve into the charts? Scrooge received its Los Angeles premiere on the 17th of November 1988. And so this week, we are looking at the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 13th of November 1988. It's a non-mover at number 10 this week for Deacon Blue and Real Gone Kid. At number 9, falling three places, is Robert Palmer and She Makes My Day. At number 8, rising seven places from last week's 15, it's Christa Burr and Missing You. And falling three places to this week's number seven, it's Millie Vanilli and Girl, You Know It's True. Rising two places to this week's number six, it's Brother Beyond and He Ain't No Competition. And last week's number one is this week's number five, it's Enya and Orinoco Flow. Rising a massive 14 places from last week's 18 to this week's number four, it's In Excess and Need You Tonight. 
And falling from last week's number two to this week's number three, it's Kylie Minogue and Je ne sais pas pourquoi. Last week's number three is this week's number two, it's Yaz and Stand Up For Your Love Rights. And it's a new number one this week, rising from last week's number five, it's Robin Beck and First Time. And that was the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 13th of November, 1988. That's unusual. What's that? Wait, I thought I would know more on that chart than I did. Seriously? Yeah, well... I I thought you'd know all of them apart from one, if I'm Um, honest. The the number one I didn't know. Oh, you do? I I mean, I'm sure I do, but... You fucking do. Trust me, we've just been talking about Coke slash Pepsi. Yeah. First time, first love, oh, what feeling is this? The Coke advert. Oh, okay. Uh, is that is that the reason why? I would imagine so, yeah. Because yeah. also in researching hits for stuff for 1988, the California Raisins had, I heard it through the grapevine. Yeah, yeah. That was big that year because of an yeah. advert. Again, mm-hmm. there, wasn't it? So. Loads of songs at that sort of time seemed to be big. Again, a lot of them because of adverts. But yeah, I, I thought you'd go, oh, well. Stand up for your love rights, yes. I think you'll know it if you're here. Yeah, it. probably. There's Obviously, je ne sais pas pourquoi. Again, I can't think Shiley. of it. Need you tonight in excess. I mean, that's a great song. Yeah. Orinoco Flow, Enya. Sail away, sail oh, away, yeah, yeah, sail yeah. away. I just, hey, if yeah. you said Enya, sail away, I'd be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, he ain't no competition, Brother Beyond. Don't really know then. I was never a Brother Beyond fan. You liar. I mean, I love him. <laughs> Nathan, whatever his name is. He's always at Let's Rock. Give me some attention. Um, <laughs> I actually, I don't mean so. He, he comes across as a really nice guy. But uh, anyway, um, girl, you know it's true. Not sung by Millie Vanilli. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a film coming out about them soon? Oh yeah, or a documentary or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, something's happening. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that'd be interesting to see, especially what happened to them, the poor fuckers. Oh God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, missing you, Christopher. I've been missing you. More oh, than no. Um, a, a very middle of the road follow up to the very middle of the road lady in red. Uh, she makes my day, Robert Palmer. It's a beautiful song. That. Obviously, Real Gone Kids. Yep, that's a great Can't song. Can't beat that. That's, that's a beauty. Uh, so that's the top. Uh, that's a fantastic top 10 for me. Just mm. outside the top 10, we might be here a while, so strap yourself in. All right, okay. Uh, 11, 1, 2, 3, 4. Come on, baby, say you love me. Five, yeah, great. six, seven. Uh, that's it, that's it. Uh, at 12, Twist and Shout from Salt and Pepper. At 14, Let's Stick Together, Brian Ferry. 15, Kiss from Tom Jones and the Heart of Noise. 16, Till I Loved You by Barbara Streisand and Don Johnson. I mean, of course. Of course. 17, we call it Acid by D-Mob featuring Gary Hazeman. All right. 19... Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah. 19, One Moment in Time, Whitney Houston. 20, A Little Respect, Erasure. Uh, 22, yeah. oh God, I had such a crush on this woman. Twisted My Sobriety from Tanita Tickerham. 23, Never Trust a Stranger from Kim Wilde. 25, Don't Worry, Be Happy, Bobby McFerrin. 26, Harvest for the World. I wonder if the that's a cocktail or something. Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yeah. Because uh, cocktail was out around about the same oh yes time. oh yeah. yeah of course yeah 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 I, I thought you meant I thought it was a cocktail no no, no. I'm, I'm wondering I'll if have like, a I'll have a shot yeah I'm wondering don't if don't worry, worry be happy, happy was because cocktail that wasn't don't cocktail eighty eight uh, I think so yeah okay uh, I said twenty six harvest for the world the Christians twenty seven we rule uh, public rappers thirty Nathan Jones Banana Rama 
Welcome to the Jungle from Guns N' Roses at 34. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. We're having big fun from Inner City at 36. Groovy Kind of Love from Phil Collins at 37. Mm-hmm. And Teardrops from Womack and Womack at 40. Wow. That is one hell of a charge. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'd uh, download all of those into a playlist, I think. Well, no, you wouldn't. You'd be there listening to the radio and you would record it on your tape. Exactly, try and cut it off before <laughs> Gary Davis spoke over the top. And you'd do a little mixtape. A little mixtape. A little mix. Oh, fucking listen to those. Okay, right. So you, <laughs> we can tell that we've had a few more beers before you we started have. tonight. Right, with, with all that then, uh, let's maybe look at the, the five-step challenge. Darren has a challenge every week to link last week's film to this week's film. He has a certain amount of steps. Starts at five, moves down to four, three, two, one. You did it. You completed last week. So you, mm-hmm. you, you did. You managed to get it to one step. So you now have gone back to five steps. So you have five steps in order to link last week's film, which is, well, was. Vice versa. To this week's film, which is. Scrooged. Can it be done? Let's find out. Okay, as Matt said, I've got five steps this week to get from Vice Versa to Scrooged. And one of the stars of Vice Versa was James Hong, who played Quo. And so that's where we're going to start this week. Step one. James Hong was in The Golden Child with Charles Dance. Step two. Charles Dance was in For Your Eyes Only with Julian Glover. Step three. Julian Glover was in The Empire Strikes Back with Carrie Fisher. Step four. Carrie Fisher was in Hannah and Her Sisters with Mia Farrow. And step five. Mia Farrow was in The Secret Ceremony with Robert Mitchum. And that's the five-step challenge. Nice. I I always get fascinated. I love the five-step ones because I just want to see which way around you're going to do it. It's a really long way around, isn't it? It's great. (laughs) It's great. Ah, thank you very much. Well, there we go. That's the five-step challenge this week. Oh, that's, that's a good way of going about it. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. yeah it took me a little while. Uh, one or two successes along the way. or fuck-ups. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's the, the five-step challenge this week. Excellent. All right, then. Thank you very much. Well, at that point, then um, initial reaction. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I've got I've got a little surprise for you this week, Darren. I've seen that. <laughs> it's no surprise, but it is little. I, huh? I, do, I do I do have a little surprise for you this week. Go on. Then. I watched with mother. Oh, did you? Yes. Oh, awesome! Finally, <laughs> she's back. She is back, right? So back again. Would you like to hear? I would love with to mother. Hear. So I recorded. So just before we watched it. And uh, so this is this is the uh, the audio of that. Okay, so mother, we are about to watch Scrooged. All right, I, you kind of know what it's about. Uh, do you have any expectations for this film? Yeah, it should be very funny because I like Bill Murray. There we go. Right. Well, let's see if it is. So yeah, so she she was looking forward to it, and uh, I even got her to give a score. Oh, there mm. <laughs> nice. we go. Okay, so we have just finished Scrooged. So, uh, first of all, uh, what did you think of it, Mother? Fantastic. Really enjoyed every minute of it. Laughed a lot. You did, actually. Yeah, you did. And also, so just, you know, I know you're just riding high on the, the vibes of the film. What would you score it out of 10? Oh, probably nine. Oh, a nine? That's a high score. 
It's not a perfect film, but okay. Nine is your score. The actors were brilliant. I I, I laughed the whole way through it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it was a great take on Scrooge. There we are. So that's Mother's take on Scrooge. So there we are. That, that, that was Mother's take on Scrooge. Uh, nice. Who, I it's mean, good to have Wenders back. Yeah, exactly. The wine had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Why should you give it a nine out of ten? I mean, I, I, I'm going to say I, from the outset, I disagree with that. But uh, oh, okay. Ooh. But yeah, playing your cards thing. early. Yeah, but there we are. I thought, yeah, watch your mother. So, nice, nice. Yeah. So okay. initial reactions. Then, as it is uh, an even numbered episode, then what's your initial reaction? Uh, yes. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I think there are a few moments that that move along a bit too quickly. Things that are skipped over and things maybe are there that that don't necessarily need to be there. But I wasn't clock watching. Sorry? I wasn't clock clock watching. watching, Right, okay. (laughs) Slick. Yeah, I enjoyed it up to a point. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun, actually, yeah. That's my initial reaction. Similar, similar, buddy. I... uh... You know, there are some faults in this film. It's not a perfect film, um, but it's a good, fun romp. It's a good, fun ride along. Uh, I th- yeah, I think there are bits that need to, need to, well, certain parts of the direction, actually, or the direction of Bill Murray that maybe could have been pulled back or whatever mm, good else. Good luck with that. Fucking hell. Um, but as a concept, it's it's fun. And it's a fun take, as my mother said, <laughs> it's a fun take on the, the Scrooge mythos. Um, this just it does feel very Christmassy. Mm-hmm. I just think it's it, it's kind of like a party that ends badly. Well, there we go. Uh, that's our initial reactions. Then I'm really looking forward to uh, dissecting this one with you. Mm-hmm. Let's have a little break. We'll recharge our glasses. Yes, uh, and uh, go and look. Look at that. It's a bit of mistletoe over there. <laughs> you do this every year, like it's supposed to be a surprise. <laughs> And, and we're back. back. Part two of Darren and Matt Sacy's adventure, where we are being visited by three ghosts of oh, past, I'm present, scared. and future. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at this point in the podcast, Matt has a challenge to give us the synopsis of the film. As in honor for Wendy being back. Uh, <laughs> so how long was the film? Uh, 141. 141. So you have one minute, 41 seconds to give us the synopsis. Are you ready? I am indeed. Then let's have the jingle. And if you're still ready, go. Frank Cross is a bit of a knob. In the first few minutes, he behaves really badly by being a tool to everyone and firing Elliot. He's currently producing a live performance of A Christmas Carol and he gets visited by his old boss who is dead and tells him he's to be visited by three ghosts. Frank doesn't take this seriously until he's dangled out of a window before waking up. He's starting to act erratically at work and makes a tool out of himself in front of his boss before jumping in a cab with the ghost of Christmas past. There, he's taken on a tour of his life. We see him as a kid and then his first job. We also see him meet the first, well, the love of his life, Claire. Uh, We then visit Frank and Claire as a couple where they exchange Christmas gifts, including a knife set and a book about sexy time. The ghost of Christmas past concludes uh, with Frank blowing off Claire to have dinner with his boss and ending the relationship. The ghost of Christmas present is fucking brilliant. It takes him to see long-suffering assistant and also his brother who always makes time for Frank but never gets anything back. After he returns, Elliot is pissed and in both attitude and literally pissed and roaming the halls of the building with a shotgun and tries to kill Frank. 
He escapes only to be greeted by the ghost of Christmas Future, who shows him the future of Grace's muted son. Claire has turned into his cold-hearted knob, and he is dead with only his brother and his wife to attend the funeral. He comes back, a changed man, and rehires Elliot and goes live on TV and talks and talks and talks, eventually getting Claire to the studio where they get back together and everyone lives happily ever after. Well, apart from the homeless man that Frank didn't give some money to earlier, he dies, and he's now a ghost who seems to be hooking up with the ghost of Christmas present. Okay. So just remind us, how long was the film? One forty-one. So you had 1 minute 41 seconds to give us the synopsis. You did it in, drum roll... One forty-four. I thought again. Oh, it's, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I hadn't put the bit about the homeless man, probably. Yeah. 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 You're almost <laughs> bang on. Uh, so yeah, drink, motherfucker. Nicely done. Nicely done, my mm. friend. Oh yeah, because yeah, I needed that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's look at the film then. Mm. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to go a long way to fuck up this story when it comes to you know, stories written in our entire fucking history yep for me i i'd probably put it out there and say a christmas carol is possibly the greatest story ever written oh that's a bold claim i think it's phenomenal that the story itself is it's just timeless mm. Mm. and it's only what 160 years 150 years old only yeah but in, in terms of <laughs> yeah, I know, God yeah. knows how many thousands of years, I honestly would say it's probably one of the greatest stories ever written. Well, okay, that's the thing. You ask uh, anybody, you know, what's the story of um, Macbeth? Mm. They might know. Yeah. What's the story of A Christmas Carol? Well, okay. Or just, Scrooge. Yeah. They're probably not more a Scrooge, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, what a fantastic story. And I think there's a, um, on Ricky Gervais's podcast, uh, he pretty much says the same that he, he really like. and the only way to improve Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol is by adding Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the quote, and I sort of agree with that. But no, I honestly think this. I mean, it's just such a oh god, it, it's just it's perfect. There's it's, nothing about the the original story for me that is wrong. I, I even really liked. I, I know you were on the fence about this, but I even liked the Doctor Who episode where. Yeah. But again, it was great. I yep. really enjoyed that one. Yeah. But variations on and, and blah, blah, blah. Great. But going back to the original source material. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I mean, if, Darren, even me, I have even written uh, mm. a murder mystery yeah. that riffs yeah. on this. You know, it's yeah. uh, you know very Dickensian murder, whatever it is. And, uh, and yeah, it does riff on this. Yeah. And I've got characters appearing throughout the murder mystery that's... Uh, Charles Dickens sees and almost gets inspiration for. And there's been a film, uh, I think it was with James McAvoy. Right. He plays a young Charles Dickens and you see stuff happening in his life where, you know, you can see a Christmas carol being influenced. But yeah. Nice. There we are. Nice. I just think it's phenomenal. And yeah, as as a, so that as a, as a, as a springboard, if you like to, to, to base this film on is, you know, you're starting at the top Um, and it does, Mostly work. Mm-hmm. I think the problem for me again is the problems we've had with his films before. I think it very Donna much... or Murray. Murray, right? Donna, I have no issue with whatsoever. Apart from you know, maybe he should have been a bit more, 
you do it my way or you fuck off. Well, the, didn't and they I, argue a lot? A lot. And pretty much by the, by the sound, and again, these things are only based on what we can find online and, and, and uh, from documentaries and, and, and um, things that people have written or... And the Ghost of Christmas Past. And the Ghost of Christmas us, yeah. Past, yeah. It does sound like Bill Murray, a lot of the time he's given too much of his of, of his head if you like he gets to he gets free reign to rewrite scripts he was brought on board after four years of being basically doing nothing yeah he was living in paris or something like paris. that kind of went yeah yeah wasn't work didn't want to work and then came back for this but said the script was was terrible and so wanted to rewrite it um but then it was rewritten by someone else he says overnight and she's a genius yada 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 but then other people say he pretty much improvised the whole thing took the script and, and threw it away and did what he wanted to do. Right, okay. And that's not that's not fair. That's not a team player, is that's it? That's not a team player. That's that that's turning it and as it does ultimately become the Bill Murray show again. And that happens a bit too much. And I know you know 5 years later, 4 years later whatever it is he, when he does he almost does the same story again in Groundhog Day, starting off as a dickhead and then growing over time. Mm. And I don't, obviously we can't look at that because it, unfortunately it's 90s. But it, I, I just, there's just something about it that, that I find really, really disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, give you, your, your opinions and, and maybe say, well, if we try this, uh, you know, we'll do a take of yours, a couple of takes of yours. Can we try mine as well? And, and mm-hmm. then you choose what you think works best you know, or, or show it to a test audience and see what they find funnier. But to just go in with a, nope, that's crap, I want to do this or I'm just going to do this, I find really disrespectful. Okay. So, in a, yeah, in a long way, uh, a, a lot of waffle. As much as I love him, and I think he's fantastic, he is a very, very funny guy. I find it a bit too much the the, the Bill Murray show. Okay. And he doesn't need a vehicle at this point in his career. No, no, not at all. I mean, I th- I think it was genius casting for Bill Murray though, because yeah. uh, Bill Murray has got that bit of a knob side to him, mm. which you know. Which, which even even Venkman and Ghostbusters is a bit of a knob, mm. but a you, bit. but you but you want to like the knob if you like. <laughs> um, okay. So I think I think casting wise, Bill Murray as you know Frank Cross is is just it's great. It's a really good casting, and it, on paper this should work mm. a lot more than it maybe does. I, I I still really very much enjoyed this film, but again. Like going back to last week, it could have been better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying this is middle of the road. This is definitely not a five star film. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is this is more. But I mean, the, given the, the the supporting characters in there as well, there's some great performances. But that's the problem. It all becomes about Bill Murray, mm. and I know it should, as you know, a Christmas Carol does. It becomes about, about Scrooge. Scrooge, yeah. But it's almost like he's he's almost I don't want to say jealous, but it's almost like he won't give the other actors enough screen time or enough enough of their own head if you like to to do what they can do uh, and i think the film suffers slightly because of that okay can i just ask you a question six I, inches on the slack <laughs> am i alone in being fucking 100 percent convinced that when his old boss turned up it was jack palance yes right i, I, I was I, I was like oh that's i can announce it for myself well, did you not recognise that voice? I just it for me it was Jack Palance. 
I guess I'm slightly older than you, so for me, instantly like loads older than me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a couple of months older than you. Couple, of, well, <laughs> years, so instantly that voice takes me back to Charlie's Angels. Right. Okay. Because uh, that was the voice I, I, who he recreated it for the film, didn't he? The the 1999 2000 film, which Bill Murray was in the first one. Yes, he was. Yeah, uh, but obviously also at that time, ridiculously famous the world over for 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 Dynasty. So watching this with mother as mm-hmm. well, uh, she she was uh, you know, the, his boss. Yeah. Uh, she was like, that's Robert Mitchum, isn't it? I was like... Oh, his boss boss? Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought you meant... Oh, no, no, I did mean... Um, just, meant I'm, I'm going boss. off to a different one now. Right, yeah, yeah. But okay. I, the dead boss, I was convinced it was Jack Palance. But um, but then we were watching it, mum was like, yeah, that, that's, that's Robert Mitchum. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, 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 I was like, I, 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 I MDB'd it. I was like, yes, it is. Yeah. And yeah. he was quite a famous Western actor as well, right? Again, a multi, um, just one of that era, world famous superstars. Simple as that. You know, it, it's but yeah. the whole cast is littered, absolutely littered throughout. And I had to stop there because that will take me into uh, other okay. areas soon. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think I'm with you, buddy. It's mm. it, it's a film that's not without its faults, but. It is inherently a Christmas film, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I'm sure we'll get to the music later, of course. But wasn't that Danny Elfman? Yep. You could so yep. tell it was Danny <laughs> it's Elfman. Just, it's Elfman esque. All the, it's Beetlejuice. So there's, there's, there's so many elements that really do work here. Uh, it. And you know, I, I'm sort of bleeding into my highlights here. But I mean, if you look at it, it's a really the the money spent on this film. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's it. I mean, it's a very, for the time, a big, big budget film. What was the budget? $32 million. Right. When okay. you can, can you know, compare that to Vice Versa, which we did last week, which is the same year, yep. it was $10 million. You can see where the money's been spent on this. You can see it. it uh, yeah, I mean, I'm phenomenal. guessing Murray also I'm cost sure a he, lot more uh, than yeah, uh, Judge Reinhold. Demanded a fair wedge. But then again, you know, when you compare like for like, the box office was a hundred, just over a hundred million in in box office alone. So yeah, you can see the difference, but also in, in, in the quality of the story, I guess as well. And yeah, there's a there's a lot that works in this as mm. well. Um, I think the ghosts of, I mean, the the past, he is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he is a, a friend of Murray's by all accounts, which is why he was brought on board. But you know what? But that, that doesn't matter. I don't care. Matter he if, was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was his enthusiasm. It's, it's when they're watching the Clifford. The, the the dog show whatever yeah, else yeah. and he's shouting out the stuff and he's it's it's so iconic with him there with the cigar he's in the moment that those grubby teeth that he's a grubby New York cabbie mm. uh, and he works so well so well and come on we've got to acknowledge oh jeez just uh, I mean I, I okay, guess yeah, that's where you're going no it wasn't oh, where oh, I was okay, going. okay go, on, go on but I was going to say you have to acknowledge the fact that they are in a car that speeds off down the road and ends up in 1955 for fuck's sake. What? Oh, come on. Uh, oh, Knight Rider. Yeah, yeah, yeah Knight yeah, Rider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought all that was really well done. But yeah, getting on to what you were about to say. Mm. Yeah. Carol Kane. Carol Kane, it's just... Uh, she's off the fucking scale, isn't she? She is... If she, Yeah, if she lived in the West Country, she'd live in Totnes. Either that or she'd be in fucking Broadmoor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, she's just... I mean... We both fell in love with her when we watched yeah. License to Drive. Yeah. She is just such a kooky actress. But she's also but... bonkers in that as well. Yeah. When she's having the when she goes into labour. But in this but she's she serving mashed just... potato in license to drive. I mean, just fucking heaps of mashed potatoes. She is 
phenomenal. She has a real sort of Cindy Lauper quirkiness about her. Mm. Uh, I love her. And in this, she is a real, not that I've got there yet, but she is a real highlight of this film for me. Yeah. She's funny. She's ultra-violent, which is funny in itself. And apparently... Oh, yeah, I know you When she grabs his bottom lip, she actually ripped his lip. Mm. And he was off work for... For a week? Yeah, something like, something like that. Stitches yeah. and everything. And she hated doing it, apparently. Yeah. But all the punching and the stuff with... If you're talking about iconic, the thing with the toaster, mm-hmm. whacking him in the face with the toaster, that is iconic. I will me. say, so in, in her mini-review, my mother was saying how much she loved it. Yeah. She was... Like during that whole section, that was it. It's slapstick comedy. Yeah, she was yeah. laughing at it. Exactly. It's it's just, and again, it's so well shot by Donna. It's yeah, for, for some of the shots, and when you um, when they go from where's the first one, and then he rolls down the stairs and ends up at his brother's. Uh, first one. No, he's at his assistant's house. Oh yes, they're outside the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, and they're yeah. looking um, in, and uh, and and uh, yeah, and. Yeah, and then she whacks him in the blah, 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 and he rolls down. Just, it's so well shot by Donna. I, I think it's, it's for me, this is one of Donna's best films. Oh, wow. Seriously, I think it's so well done. It's beautifully made. And I know we bandied the word iconic around probably too much, but so many iconic little, yeah, you know, if you took a snapshot, a, a screenshot of, of, a, of a scene, a scene shot, then if you like. A scene shot. <laughs> You go, oh, that's Scrooge. I think, I think all, all the superb. ghosts they work well in their own things because actually the the ghost of future present, uh, future present, future present, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the that's the of, one in between. The ghost of future, whatever. <laughs> anyway, the ghost, uh, the ghost, ghost of future, ghost, 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 ghost yeah. of future. What is it? The ghost of future. Ghost of Christmas future. Christmas future. That's it. Right. <laughs> when I was a kid, that was fucking terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely terrifying because you got the you got the other one the it's the one that's they're using for Scrooge mm-hmm. and then when he turned and and it's the it's the stuff underneath you know the the tortured yeah. souls which is very sort of Henson Workshop it really which is. I really like really yeah. good and he, he even remarks on it isn't he saying something mm. like yeah we might get letters about that <laughs> and if Frank Cross is the one going maybe we shouldn't do this then then yeah. that's that's meant to be a bit scary because he's the one that reveled in the fact that, you know, some lady had a heart attack when watching yeah. the... Yeah. It's just... Oh, she's a beauty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he some of his burns throughout the film oh, as well. Yeah. To be fair, he's a very good improviser. Uh, Come on, uh, they're big girls. I mean, very big girls. We just look at them <laughs> and things hell. like that. And I do agree. I do want to see more nipple. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Just saying. I think, yeah, it's, it's a very clever way of going into do this. Yeah. And actually, then I'm going to have to complete the transaction, as it were. Uh, my first highlight yep. is the ghosts. Mm-hmm. I think they are fantastic. As I say, Carol Kane, I think it's off the scale, Sugar Plum Fairy, bonkers. Past is this weird New York cabbie with the calendar and the car as the meter. Future, I like the fact that they've just gone, right, we'll do pretty much as it is in the in the story. And it's great, because I did a tour of Christmas Carol seven years ago, six years ago, whatever it was, and our... Um, yeah, you were the ghost of... Christmas present. Right. Yeah. In green, I'm glad to say, rather than... Did I, you punch I, him? Father Christmas. No, unfortunately not. No. I like Derek. He's a nice guy. But yeah, I, I, and our, our Christmas future was pretty much the same in the book as well. 
operated by three three of the the actors. I think they're, they're so iconic that yeah. you can't not do that. No, exactly. But uh, I like the way they twisted the the other two. And also, I have to say, a massive, massive mention. He's got so little screen time, but John Forsyth as as Lou when he turns up, when when he first walks in, and you you you, you mentioned his voice, you know, Jack mm. Lance, blah blah blah. But what a fucking bravura performance! He walks in and owns the anyone who can almost act Murray off the screen mm-hmm. by doing so little. And then when he he does flip and he lifts him up by the neck, it's it's a stunning, stunning performance. And for me, my first highlight is are the ghosts. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Yourself? Actually, it's almost like you've looked over my shoulder at my screen. So <laughs> my first highlight, I'll, I'll read you verbatim. Some of the performances were absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the casting was great. And I put in brackets, not just Milt Bill Murray, because, it, yes, I mean, it's a given that he's good, yep. but some of the other casting, it just did it for me, you know? Yes, the ghosts are fantastic, absolutely fantastic, but then his assistant, you know, she mm-hmm. is just just so relatable, and you love her, and you think, and you want her to do well, you know, yep. it's, it's really nice. Bobcat, fuck's sake, I mean... Does he need to be there? He does, yeah, but then I think that character needs to be there. Because it, it then shows the the actual through effect of what his you know, his actions from just a random firing on Christmas mm. Eve has, has taken this man that was happily married with a wife. And by the end of it, he'd lost his wife um, and his job. That's and, a bit quick, though, isn't it? I know. I know, but then... He gets fired on Christmas Eve. His wife leaves him on Christmas Eve. Yeah, she's a bit shallow. Yeah, she's right. a dirty bitch. <laughs> Um, but, but again, I, I enjoyed that, you know, and I, I, oh, I always love Bobcat. I think he's brilliant. I think he's, he's the same in every fucking he's film. He's charming. He's charming. I just question book. the fact that does he need to be there? I think because so. I it, think it's so. almost like they split the character of Cratchit between his assistant and, yes. and Elliot. But I quite like that, that descent as well, you know, and also giving it a real world threat to him, which is actually I'm about to be shot. And then it's, it's brilliant when he has his epiphany and he comes back and he raspberries his belly and stuff. It's nice. It is re- and then he becomes his accomplice in doing this televised thing at the end. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I do. And I think it. that's the only reason the character's there. Yeah, potentially. To, to hold up the, the gallery, basically. I think characters that are actually... Do they need to be there? It's probably um, John Glover as Bryce. Okay. Because really, he's there just to well, no, unseat Frank and. Who doesn't really need to be. No. I mean. Made to look bad because he's having pretty much a breakdown anyway. Exactly. So the story would have worked just as well mm. without that character. Yeah. So as much as I love him, I've got such time for John oh, Glover. Oh, me too. He's I, I, brilliant. Yeah, I think he's superb. And, and recently he was in. He was the big bad, but also the same sort of character mm. in Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I see. Yeah. I mean, I remember from Gremlins too, but also of course, yeah, yeah. he played Lionel Luther in Smallville yep. for a long yep. time. And he, yeah. I just love him. I think he's superb. Absolutely superb. So yeah, so maybe that's a character that didn't need to be there, but yeah. you know, I'm not I, offended. I, maybe if, if I'm going to be ultra critical, mm-hmm. I maybe would have seen, like to have seen uh, his assistant have that role. What uh, is in Bobcats? Yeah, right. So okay. she maybe gets fired on Christmas Eve, so she descends into the, mm. the the craziness, if you like, after going back to her family. Who are there's a thing about her not having a bonus and not having a, a raise for God knows how many years. 
So maybe she could have been the one that was to flip and come back with a gun. But then Just that, give a female a fucking powerful, funny role. But then she, she, as you said, though, she's taken on the part of... Um, Cratchit. Cratchit. But then Cratchit never went batshit crazy no, he on didn't. Scrooge. No, he, he just didn't. he tried to take care of Tiny. So yeah. I think she need personally for me, she she needed to stay pure. She needed yeah. that she needed that purity about her and somebody just, else go on a bit yeah, revengeful. I I just I think well, Bob Cut's available. Oh let's get him in. What are we gonna do with him? Well it was probably after the police academy films, everyone was like, he's hot property, let's get exactly. him in the film. Exactly. But do you know yeah. what? I'm not offended by him being there. Oh, no, there no, not at all, not at all. I'm, I'm being ultra-critical now. He was still really young, though. He was in his 20s. Bastard. I know, right? Yeah, okay, so, yeah, that was my, yeah, the First casting. Highlight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, my second highlight, uh, and uh, again, I'll read verbatim, one hell of a cast. Right. Uh, <laughs> and it's not just for that. It's It's the sort of the ensemble cast assembled around them. You've got Robert Mitchum, as I said, John Forsyth. David Johansson playing the, the cabbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got John Glover from Fear the Walking Dead, like I said. Robert Goulet, who's up there for me with... I, I love the fact the way you said Goulet. Goulet. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Goulet. Or, but uh, he, as he's known, Robert Gooley. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Robert Gowlett. <laughs> uh, Bobby Gowlett, who's up there with, with Sinatra and Dean Martin for me. One of these old, old style crooners. Mm-hmm. Um, got Lee Majors. And Ramsey, who we fucking adore. Ramsey. And Ramsey, yeah? You remember Anne Ramsey? No. The crazy bonkers woman. She's the mother of the, the goons in Goonies. Oh, yes. Like yeah. She, yeah, I thought that. When, when they went to the, the, train the shelter. Whatever. Yeah. They went to the shelter and there was that trio. <laughs> there was that trio. I was like, I love her. And I actually, I'm sure I said to my mother, that's the mother from the Goonies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this, this Paul Schaffer. You, you know Paul Schaffer? Mm. We we talked about David Letterman, or we watched some David Letterman last week. Whatever yeah. after, after the he's the band leader, David. Oh. But in that band in the street, you've also got fucking Miles Davis. Who? <laughs> Just I mean, as well as so many other. Where did this budget go? You think? I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. No idea. <laughs> But yeah, so for me, a highlight is, is to just almost sit there and go, <gasps> <gasps> fucking hell, it's him, it's her. Yeah, All phenomenal. Right. Uh, my my second highlight actually leads into, where did the budget go, you think? <laughs> there was clearly money spent on this. Mm. Uh, there's some just, just stuff that looks so, I mean, even when you go back to 1955 and you see the, the house and the... The way it Which just looks... apparently it's still there. Oh. Yeah, it's a, in a real street in New York. Yeah, and it, and it's still there even now. It just looks great. Yeah, it looks really great. So every location they go to, it just looks good and it mm. looks Christmassy. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Basically, my so verbatim, it it looks great. There is mm-hmm. clearly money spent on this. So it does. It looks brilliant. It looks cool. absolutely brilliant. Cool. Okay, my first low light. Then I think there's too much going on. <laughs> uh, for uh, essentially just over a ninety-minute film. Really, Darren? Can I, I just can I just quickly uh, this this you sod doing my first low light as well because my first low light says the whole film feels a little muddled. Mm, so yeah. yeah, it literally I goes into too many elements. It moves too fast, which means some of the emotional beats don't hit properly. I, again, it becomes the Bill Murray show mm-hmm. again, and I just think it's. It becomes a bit too convenient. Um, him and Claire haven't seen each other for 15 years, she says. 
But then she's willing to pretty much get back together in one day. Mm-hmm. And it just, that doesn't land right. It is just, yeah. Take out some of the elements, give the emotion a bit more time to. I mean, the, the thing when he goes back to 1955 and Niagara Falls, that's, re- of course, it's going to, anyone that's, that, that, that goes back and sees, if you had that opportunity to go back and see your past life, you know, if your parents have passed away or whatever, or, or even just to, to just to be in your mm-hmm. your old childhood house, of course it's going to be Niagara Falls. But I still think that could have been done better. I, I, yeah. I but I just think it could have been again could have been so much more. Yeah, I, I Bill Murray is a very good actor. He's a very funny actor, but when he does the serious, when you can fucking control him and make him do serious, he can break your heart. Uh, and that should have been a real heartbreaking moment. I don't think I'm alone. I think you might agree with me on this, that I think they could have spent more time in 1955 just showing a couple of vignettes from his childhood. I think every time zone, if for want of a better phrase, that he went to, they could have spent more time in. Because, because actually, the film was only hour 40. Exactly. And loads more footage was shot. It doesn't surprise me. They could have actually bumped this up to an hour 50. Oh, oh an extra set. Because, no, it, again, I wasn't clock watching. No. But an extra it's, two minutes back in 1955, so you exactly. got that Christmas Eve, then maybe show Christmas Day. Yeah. You know, where he's got nothing dope and he hasn't mm-hmm. got the train set or something like that. And then, But also in the, in, in the 70s, or whatever, when they break up, mm-hmm. show a bit more of their, because all you see is basically them in their apartment and then they break up. I think it missed... A bit o- more. It's a, from what you're just about to say, a missed opportunity with yeah, their relationship. Yeah, you're Again, right. it should be heartbreaking. But I think a missed opportunity as well is maybe showing the brothers as yeah. children. Yeah. Because, we, yeah, we've got the basis that one brother seems to care about as mm-hmm. the other brother and the other brother's just not so. But maybe showing a bit of that relationship. Yeah. And I love the fact that there's so many nods to the, to, to A Christmas Carol, the, the, the novel. You know, the, the, the ghost of Christmas past drives a taxi from the Bell Company. And mm. Bell is his, his, his yeah, fiance. Yeah, Scrooge's fiance. Scrooge's fiance in, in the novel. Uh, and I just lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, and then the Christmas party, uh, where we first see him, he's still working on Christmas Eve. That's straight from the yeah. book. It's, I just wanted more. So Less of the Bill Murray show and more of this fucking story. So uh, also my my character in um, in one of my murder mysteries, yeah, right. Uh, he also dated a woman called Belle, and yeah. I managed to shoehorn in the line, "When did you and Belle end?" Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Bill Murray, as I live and breathe. <laughs> when did you and Belle end? Fuck you now. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> then I'm with you, buddy. Yeah. So my first low light was it feels a little muddled, mm. and yeah, I think we've explored that. Yeah. Your second low uh, light. Second I think I'm guessing light. it's the same as mine. <laughs> and this has always been my. Even before we did the podcast, I think yep. we probably t- that final speech. Yeah. All I can say is fuck off, for God's sake. If that's improvised, which I get the feeling it probably is, because it's quite amateurish. There's a lot of stumbles over lines. There's a lot of, you can see him thinking about, what do I say next? It's stupid. It's dumb. It's over the top. It's, for want of a better phrase, without being offensive, mm-hmm. it's to God bless America. And it doesn't need it. It's awful. It's stupid. It really fucking winds me up. Because, again, it's all about Bill Murray wanting to do something. 
if I'd been the director of the film, I'd have gone, okay, do what you want to do. And I, I actually said, you, you carry on, Bill. It's fine. I'll cut it all out in the edit because it's too much. It's silly. It's stupid. Okay. I'm I'm kind of with you, which does lead into my second low light, right. which is I've literally written the end because it's like this film builds to something and then kind of goes <laughs> at the end. You know, it's kind yeah. of it, it. But I will say it doesn't sit as badly as it used to with me. Mm. I, I appreciated it more this time than I have done. And I think that's familiarity. Maybe. Because I was expecting it to go on for fucking ages and be really annoying. And actually, it probably passes in about eight, nine minutes, something nope. like that. No. Nope. Can I tell you, he starts monologuing about an hour 25 into the film. Right. Film's an hour 41. 16 minutes. Well, there's credits it's, on top of that. Yeah. So, yeah. I just find it so frustrating. It's just... It's a terrible ending to mm. what is a, a pretty good film. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. It is. It is. I, I, I can't disagree with that. But I've always, I've always thought that, and that's what really, really lets the film down. Okay. Film. Well, how about we uh, let's have a little look at the music. Yeah, I, I, I think we've pretty much said it. it it's, I mean, it's, it's Elfman, isn't it? It's, it's, it's great. It's Elfman to the nth degree. But to the that point, though, no, Darren. D- d- yeah, d- d- yeah. D- d- Beetlejuice. If, if I was to shut my eyes and hear the beginning of this film, oh, I'd know exactly what exactly. it is. La 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 la. It's so good. Yeah, and and the, even even you know the st- the opening of the film has so many Tim Burton elements there that they become known for. You know, the, the panning down over the Christmas mm-hmm. tree and things like that. It's not as dark or as stylized. It would be interesting to see Tim Burton's take on this one. Oh, actually, just a Tim Burton's take on Scrooge. Yeah, or Christmas Carol. That would be really, yeah. really interesting. Actually, the musical Scrooge is ripe for a fucking remake. When was the last Scrooge? The last big Scrooge we got, I guess, was um, what, Jim Carrey. Yeah. I'm offended by the fact that Disney call it Disney's A Christmas Carol because it's not fucking Disney's A Christmas Carol. It's Disney's version of Charles Dickens's A yeah, Christmas Carol. Yeah, but then Carol. the same could be said about Muppet's Christmas Carol. It's Muppet's take on. But they don't say Henson like, Workshop. No, Christmas they call Carol. it a Muppet's Christmas Carol. So, it's because yeah. the Muppets are in it. Okay. Disney aren't in it. <laughs> They're in uh, everything. Yeah. Fingers in pies. Um, but again, though, I mean, it's a, a stark contrast to last week's film. Uh, the music was very Christmassy yeah. and it, it worked, you know. And, and even the world. And there's a lot of soundtrack songs better, in it please. as well. You know, you've yeah. got David Johansson who played Ghost of Christmas Past. But as Buster Poindexter, he, he's recorded a version of Brown Eyed Girl. You've also got Christmas Must Be Tonight by Robbie Robertson. Mel Torme singing Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. You've got so many other songs. The second that emotion, Smokey Robinson, Gap and Dance by La Baba Malaton. You've got the Hallelujah Chorus from, from Messiah. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking great. Um, I just... That felt a bit out of place to me, but okay. It's sort of that light bulb moment that sort of sounds good uh, around the writer's table, I guess. Yeah. Or, but it didn't, uh, it, for me, edit. in practice, it didn't work so well. Exactly. But, you it know, was a bit it's, too obvious. it's out of copyright, so you don't have to pay for it. Um, and, and obviously, you've got put a little love in your heart. I mean, is that in there? It <laughs> might be. I mean, in, in how many scenes? Phenomenal yeah. Annie Lennox and Al Green. I would just... I, I'm not taking anything away from that song, because it's fantastic. But just over that fucking speech, it cheapens it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's also in the scene, isn't it, where they... they where the kid... Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, his PA secretary... 
I love her. I think I wanted to see more of her. Yeah, she was And great. her family and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Another bit where they dress the kid up as a Christmas tree. Oh, that's funny, it's isn't it? brilliant. That's really it. good. Yeah. The Tiny Tim character, yeah. 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 But yeah, the music is 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 fantastic. Of course it is. It's just a shame. No, it's you, not Would you shame, buy it on it? records? Yes, I would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. I mean, how can you not like Danny Elfman? He's a very, very talented composer. Oh, he's great. Yeah. He, he's got a lot of hit and misses and a lot of repetition. But yeah. He has a style. Let's put it that way. He definitely has a style. But yeah, I mean, Elfman, I love you, Danny Elfman. You're yeah. my maybe third or fourth favourite composer in Hollywood. Oh, I thought you'd have as the second. Uh, he's pretty. He's pretty cool. I mean, but there are some. You know, like James Horner is way up there for me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I can't. I can't argue with the genius of James Horner. But there we are. Can't argue with the horn. All right then. So should we? How about we take a break and come back and quiz each other on this one? We are going to get quizzy with it. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, part three of Darren and Matt Sace's adventure, where we are delving into Scrooge. And now we get to quiz each other on this one. Yeah. We're going to quiz all over the place right now. Yes, we are. Eyes down for a full house. So going into this block of 10, yes, you're winning. You won last week. You've only had one round so far. Yeah, I know, but it seems to be a trend. So, Well, you know, if you put the homework in. Basically, Matt, if you watch a film and press pause every two minutes and write everything down, oh, and learn, are you still talking? Yeah, all right. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> right, question one then, because it's an even numbered episode, so mm-hmm. I'll ask the first question. How many children does Grace have? Grace has five. Is that your final answer? Yep. Correct. Uno to you. Thanks, man. I had yeah. to. I, I was literally going around her apartment and going, "What's Jesus Christ?" All right, then. Question number one for you. Uh huh. In the studio, yeah. uh, where they're recording the dog show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's inscribed on the tree? Oh, uh, I, oh, uh, Dick and Lauren. Dick and Laura. It's Dick, Dick Donner and his wife's name, but I can't remember her name. So what's your final answer, please? Dick and Lauren. Correct. Oh! Thank fuck for that. Oh, that took me by surprise. <laughs> yes. Lauren Shula Donner, she's a, yeah, she's also a big movie producer and stuff like that. As big? Well. She, yeah, she, she worked she on... Big? No, but she worked on the X-Men and things like That's that. That's a so. quote, isn't it? Isn't she big? Isn't yeah, yeah, big, yeah, very big. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you. Question two for you. Mm-hmm. How did Bryce get his job in the network? Who the fuck's Bryce? Uh, <laughs> what, because he knows the owner? How? How? Mm-hmm. Uh, blowy? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. He went to like university with somebody, didn't he, or something like that? Well, what's your answer? Uh, nepotism. <laughs> Is that your answer? Yeah. Uh, he went to school with Preston's son. Yeah. Nepotism. That's not... A... <laughs> I'm not fucking giving you that. I mean, I did say he went to school with... Oh, you went to university with someone. Yeah. 
did okay. say Preston. All right. Stuff. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. I mean, that was what was in my head, but well, well, I'm trying. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right then. <clears throat> what is programmed for nine p.m. on Christmas Eve? Ooh. <laughs> Which one do I go with? I'm gonna go with Father Likes Beaver. Is that your final answer? Yes. Or Dad Likes Beaver. I'm gonna have to give it to you, but it's not the title. What's the title? Father Loves Beaver. Oh well, then don't give it to me. I will. I you will. Sure. Because it's Christmas. Yeah. Because you knew you knew what it was about. It's it pretty, was either that or pretty much like I reindeer knew, reindeer you know, how he got the job just now. But yeah. Uh... <laughs> Okay. It's okay. all right. The, the, the listeners can sort of. Uh, if you want to take that one, I honestly don't mind. No, no, no. No, take it. Okay. Question three for you then. Mm-hmm. What's Frank's dad's name? Uh, it's bobbling around somewhere in my head, but it's it's not it's not coming to the forefront. No. Um. Mm, two pack. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I know it's not John or Dave or something like that. Let's just go two-pack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Earl. Earl. Right, okay. That's it then, yeah. Well, no, there's still one question from you. Um, How long ago was Calvin's father killed? Five years. Perfect. That's a whitewash. That's an absolute, Almost. Yeah. It's 5-1. Yeah. After three questions. It's terrible. Right. Uh, you say that. Right, so some of my other questions. Yeah, yeah. What is Frank's full name? Uh, Francis Xavier Cross. Mm-hmm. Film at the beginning. What's it called? The Night the Reindeer Dies. Yep. See you. Yeah, you've done very well on this. What musical instrument does Lurch play? Lurch. Yeah. Who's Lurch? It's one of the questions in the quiz they play during the film. Oh, okay. Uh, um, oh, I can't remember. Piano. No idea. That's what they said in the film. I said- but it's harpsichord. <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes. Ah, okay. I was too busy writing things down. <laughs> um, what is the network owner drinking at the end? Oh, at the end? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, if it's the same as the lunch highball, no idea. Budweiser. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Okay. And uh, what was the ship that took them to Gilligan's Island? <laughs> SS Minnow. That was one of mine as well. <laughs> nice. Is that it? Yeah, that's okay. It, yeah. Mine were um, what was the ship that took them to Gilligan's Island? Mm-hmm. SS Minnow, yeah. What was the name of the dog on the TV program? Oh, it was. Oh, fuck. I've forgotten now. Frisbee. Scrooge is coming live from where? For the studio, right? Nope. It's coming live from New York, Bethlehem, Helsinki, oh, fuck West off. Berlin, <laughs> Great Barrier Reef, and one that he drops wow. in laser, wow. Africa. How many cats are there in America? Oh, um, I don't know, 2 billion. 27 million. Dogs? 52 million. 48 million. Uh, How much do Americans spend on pet food every year? 2 billion. 4 billion dollars. What do Preston and Frank drink at lunch? High balls. balls. Ghost of Christmas Pass has a license card in his cab. What's the number? Oh, no. See, I didn't ask that because how many knives are in Claire's present? 12. 12. And the name? Oh, I don't know. It's quite a, quite a famous one, isn't it? Where they apparently used to cut so, cans. Yeah. 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 But yeah. apparently they weren't actually released till the 80s or something, or named that until the 80s. Jinsu. Right. Uh, who attended Frank's funeral? 
Uh, his brother and his sister-in-law. Name. Oh. I don't know. James and Wendy. Uh, she also played uh, Mitch Buchanan's wife in Baywatch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what's the name of the girl who fancies Frank at the Christmas party back in time? Oh, it's, it's something like Mia or Tina. Tina. How did Lou, his ex-boss, die? On the golf course. But how did he die? Was it a heart attack? Heart attack, On yep. the 14th hole or something? I don't... Well, <laughs> you don't want to have a heart attack around the 14th hole. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Bryce says that what colour is bad in New York? Um, I don't know. Green? Blue. Blue. Blue's bad in New York when he dusts the Oh, air. yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the name of the athlete in Scrooge? Wendy Joe something? <laughs> Mary Lou Mary Retton. Lou. Uh, Claire works for which organisation? Oh, I can't remember. Well, it depends on whether you read, read the card or the actual fucking thing. It's either Operation Reach Out or Operation Outreach. Oh, uh, okay. It, it varies. Uh, Reach around. <laughs> <laughs> Who was America's favourite old fart? Oh, I can't remember, but yeah. John Houseman. Uh, again, another name. And finally, what does Frank put his hallucination of Lou, hallucination mm-hmm. of Lou down to? Is it alcohol and overwork or something like that? Russian vodka poisoned by Chernobyl. Oh, that was it, yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, also, he drank what, vodka and tab? Well, with a dash of tab. Mm. Yeah. Um, Pretty much how I pour yours. I know. I've noticed that. Uh, yeah, so that's my question. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I, I, the final one, what was the, the slogan of the network at Christmas? You'll love it. Yes, that's it. You'll love it. So there we go. That's, Excellent. Uh, that's well, the that, quiz. That's, uh, that was the quiz and that was Scrooged. Uh, Scrooge, that's Last Orders at the Bar then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Last Orders at the Bar, please. Last Orders at the Bar. So there we go. That was our look at Scrooged. A not wholly satisfying movie. Holy. <laughs> so now we'll, we'll sum up and uh, give it a score. I'm torn with this one. Are you all out of faith? See what we did there. That's 90s. We can't say that. I, I did love it. I, and I still do love it. But there are things about it that, that, that I just think... I don't know. It's, it's, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a great film. It's not a bad film in the slightest, mm-hmm. but it could be so be- so much it, better. It, it, it really it could, could be. could be so better, you're it right. Could be yeah. so- fuck you. <laughs> See, it's because you give me vodka poisoned by Chernobyl. Um, it's just, it, I wanted it to be more. I wanted it to be so much better. And it has the potential to be. It's just, yeah. it becomes bogged down in Bill Murray. That's the problem. And some of the, with hindsight, with we haven't said it for a while, but 2022 eyes. Yeah, we've not said it in two weeks. Yeah, we're we not. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, some of the gags just don't land right. When he's in the, the restaurant uh, lunch, uh, when the first ghost is due to appear, uh, and he sees the waiter with his arm on fire, and he put, throws water on him and says, I thought you were Richard Pryor. Mm. Having learnt what that actually fucking means. That's yeah. a really nasty gag, actually. It's not funny. Right. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Richard Pryor was, was in... It was one of our facts one week. It was, wasn't it? But he was basically up in a bad in place with yeah. drugs and alcohol, poured vodka on himself or a spirit on himself and set light to himself. That's not 
a particularly funny gag. And that, that just didn't land right with me. But anyway, getting there to just the film itself, there's some great characters. You know, Frank Cross as a character is, is a really, really good characterization or a, a moving on of Ebenezer Scrooge. He's, he's an asshole. He's selfish. He's angry. He's nasty. He's on the edge of a breakdown. He's cynical. But I think he's also very lonely. So in that respect, that's good. Claire is the antithesis of that. She's everything Frank isn't. Uh, she's selfless. She's she's loving. But that doesn't work. She goes back really quick. After 15 years of not seeing him, she's ready to restart a relationship with him. And Grace and Elliot, they're great characters. The, the ghosts are fantastic. At the end of the day, it's a very, very funny film, which could have been better. That final speech for me knocks a couple of points off easily. But I still like it. And I will still go back and watch it every year. And I'll still laugh at the funny bits because the funny bits are fucking hilarious. So out of 10, I'm going to give the film, I'm going to give it seven and a half. Mm, okay. Yourself? Well, um, I agree with actually the majority of what you say, you know, and I, I think, you know, had someone rain Bill in a bit, you know, and if the ending had been a bit more, a bit more magical, a bit more Christmassy, a bit less Bill Murray, you know, show. and maybe some, maybe some jingles in there, you know, some like jingle bells, Mr. And, jingles, yeah, but some some jingle bells in there, and it, yeah, yes, we, okay, we want the happy ending. We Very do preachy. We do want Claire to go back and mm. stuff. Like, we want him to, because even Charles Dickens, you know, had Scrooge having his epiphany, and you know, what day exactly. is this? So. But the epiphany was a bit too long. It's too long, but very rushed. And, you know, you could have had something more interesting, like, you know, maybe they'd started to rekindle something, and then he had to not necessarily do an airport run, uh, but something like that. He's tr- what? Where'd that yeah, come from? Yeah, well, I'm talking about where he's then got to actually win her back, not just say her name on national well, television. he should win her back, because yeah. he's a fucking asshole when so he goes he's down so, to the so, refuge. So maybe he does need to win her back, as opposed to... Or maybe some grand gesture where he comes down to the refuge with the cast mm-hmm. and lots of turkeys and whatever else, and they have exactly. the finale they're there. They're mentioned, they're mentioned, so why not? Yeah, something there, you know. So, yeah, it could have had a better or ending. Or just do an airport run. Or do an airport run. I just I've been watching Love Actually recently, you know. No, but maybe she's going to leave to go to you know somewhere else, you know, do like do a humanitarian thing, and he's got to yeah. then, you know. Anyway, I'm just saying something. He doesn't prove himself, basically. Exactly. He just says her name on telly. After and she, 15 she, years she of being goes, a dickhead, well, I'll be there. Yeah. With, yeah. That being said, though, I I still had a good time with it. As you say, the ghosts are fantastic. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's just it, you, it does put a smile on your face. It's a film I will go back and watch. The comedy it is a comedy that works. It's a comedy that's a comedy. It's very Christmassy and it's a really good take on the classics. So yeah, you're right. It's not a ten. It's not a nine. I I I, I do agree. It's not an eight. I'm gonna sit nicely in the seven zone. Okay, you're going for seven. I'm going for seven. Nice, nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's the it's second week in a row, actually lower than you, but um, yeah, but yeah, I'm going to sit yeah. in the seven because you hate it's, Christmas. It's a good film. You fucking, bastard. but you're right. It does have a, a lot of lot of points knocked off for for just just little things. But I think it's because as performers ourselves, we know how good it could have been. Yeah, its failings are mostly down to so, one ego. There we are me. then. So that's fourteen and a half mm. out of twenty. That's 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 a decent score, very good. man. Yeah, very yeah. Respect. Yeah. All right then. So I suppose we need to look at what next week's film is going to be. Oh, next week's film is yes. the Christmas special. Yes, absolutely, it's Christmas special. Woo-hoo! So we are going to have Christmassy drinks. Yeah. 
I'm just saying. But also, that. the episode is going to be released on, on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. That's yeah. It. So you know, if you if you had your fill of food and you just want to chill out in the afternoon, get away else. from the family because they're fucking annoying you. Yeah, exactly. The and kids are a bunch of fucking dicks. Well, well I tell you what, Dash, we try and release it early on Christmas Day. So we normally wow. release around six, seven o'clock. If it's if it if it is ready. Then we'll release it first thing Christmas. If Day. you're bored of standing on fucking bits of Lego and eating fucking dry turkey and just listen to your wife cocking on about doing the dishes. <laughs> hey, hey, hang on, you're going into a little bit. Sorry, of what? sorry. <laughs> Merry uh, Christmas. And you've got a dishwasher Merry as well. So huh? uh, I don't think you should call. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a dishwasher. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Uh, no, no. So listen, yeah. Next week is Christmas Day, and we will be. Yeah, yeah. Well, there'll be a couple of little twists in there for you for Christmas Day. So that is it. The tagline for next week's film: Don't get him wet. Keep him out of bright lights, and never feed him after midnight. <laughs> and that's, that's just you, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get me wet, baby. So that is next week's film. So if you got wait until next week to find out what that is, you can mm-hmm. always look at our Facebook page during the week where the trailer will be released. Huh? Uh, what? What's that? Uh, uh, you just uh, have uh, a little whistle to yourself. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Bright night. Bright night. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I love that. Uh, but as always, please feel free to get in touch. Uh, let us know what more. What is your favourite 80s Christmas film? Yeah, and, exactly. um, and, and give us, actually, give us some clues for some more 80s Christmas films. We didn't struggle. Oh, we, we, well, we did. Well, we, we did. did. Yeah, we struggled. Um, but actually, finding 80s films that are set at Christmas mm. became a bit of a, really? Well, have we you? almost did Dolly Parton, Smoky Mountain Christmas. I'd so. love to do Dolly Parton. Uh, okay, right. Smoky Mountain Christmas. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, let me finish. So there we all are. over. Anyway, so um, next week the is holiday Christmas day. period. Next week is Christmas Day. We can't wait to spend it with you. So, uh, well, Darren, anything else? Um, let me think of something. No, <laughs> I mean all that for no. <laughs> all right then. I suppose until next time. Then I've been Matt, and I am Darren. Cheersy. That's it. It starts to say... <laughs>